DMs. Have you ever felt like banishing a player to the Astral Sea for insisting your rule interpretation was bogus? Players, have you ever felt frustrated that a 19 on a perception check only tells you that there may or may not be something there? Air Genasi, worried about people confusing the ambient puffs of wind that surround you as silent farts? Then this is the podcast for you where we take a hard look at the rules of the game, the reality of the table, and the role of the dice to solve D&D's most heated arguments. This is Raw and Order. Dun, dun, dun. Joseph. Yes, Anna. Joseph. I had yes. I had a very dramatic interaction with my neighbor this week (laughs) oh my god i haven't heard about this so please tell me right now okay so i live in a condo okay it Mm -hmm. has like three buildings and i have a dog and i walk her around Mm, the condo condo. complex Mm. yeah you know oh my god i'm so special Mm. whatever (laughs) anyway i have this neighbor who has these like two little yippy dogs and he always leaves his patio door open and then they run out anytime they see a a human Uh -uh. because they're dogs Nope. Okay. Kill and they're, I, I almost have on multiple <laughs> occasions because, no, these people are so annoying. They like let their dogs poop everywhere, never pick it up. I fucking hate when Just, people. You don't do even, that. you don't even know how angry it makes me <laughs> that they do that. Okay. And so, like, these dogs attack my baby. How <gasps> dare they? Stella? Yeah. yeah little Stella is scared of other dogs to begin with. And then these two yappy energy-fueled monsters come and snap Wait, at when her. you say... Okay, but like actually snapping or like yes, barking? Yes, they actually snapped at her. And oh. then I picked her up, right? Because I was That's like, oh God. That's when you put on the lawyer coat and say, excuse me, oh, I'm a lawyer. Wait for it, okay? okay I pick her I'm up waiting. and then they jump on me and snap <gasps> at me, okay? Kick the fucking shit out of them. So then the guy like calls them back. And I was like, dude, you need to leash your dogs if they're going to be outside of your condo. Yes. And he's like, the door's open. They're going to run out. And I'm like, then you close your goddamn door. Like, it's not that hard to figure out, dude. I wish I could have been there for this. I was, and I was standing at the like other end of the parking lot, literally yelling across the parking lot at him because I refused to go any closer to him in case those devil dogs ran out again. Yeah. And I am just like, you need to control your dogs. They need to be leashed when they're outside. And he's like, I can't control them. The they're they're not in my control. I'm like, are you nuts? What? So okay, Who is this person? I I don't like. I I almost was like, are you? Like, do you, is there an, an adult in the house that I could speak with? Because you <laughs> seem to be struggling. Was white. This man was white. Yes, of course. Of course. Right. I get back home, folks listening. In addition to me being a lawyer, I also <laughs> happen to be the president of my HOA. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. And of I, course you are. I wield that power without restraint. I, I am an evil dictator. <laughs> But my realm is just my HOA. <laughs> okay. Um, let me guess. New rule. No dogs unless their name is Stella. <laughs> and they're white. And, and, and they small. live in unit. My unit. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Those are the only dogs allowed. I wrote my property manager and I was like, 
Listen, it's a violation. I reread the covenants. It's a violation to have two dogs. It's a violation. You can be fined if you don't pick up the dog poop. And she was like, okay, yeah, I've had multiple people tell me that they don't pick up their dog poop. And I was like, goddamn right. And so I got them fined. <laughs> How much? It's like 50 bucks. Oh, that's not nearly enough. Every 10 days do. until they clear up the dog poop. <laughs> okay, two things. Number one. With the dog poop, you have to collect it and then like smear it all over their door, their yeah. windows, their car. Mm. That's, I mean, that's the only mature thing to do. Absolutely. Number two, thank God we live in Iowa. Get a gun. Shoot them. <laughs> Defensive property. If those dogs come and attack you and your dog, bam. Bam. Um, You've seen Then I rent. looked up city ordinances, okay? And my city has an ordinance that if I am in legitimate fear of being bitten by a dog... That hey. I can report them to the city. So right now I'm in the middle of drafting a brief to send to both the city council and the local police. Oh my God. You have such Karen energy right now. And I love it. Can I so, speak but to it's your legitimate. manager? Can I please speak to your um I do have Karen manager? energy right now. That's exactly what this energy is. I understand But I'm it totally now. for it. Because people like people who don't clean up after their dog mm -mm. Mm -mm. are it they they just ooze privilege. Like those people are, those are the kids who never put their toys away when they were little. Yeah. Those are the kids whose parents never said, they never had to clean up. Right? Like, nobody made yourself. them. Exactly. And I fucking hate them. And I want nothing more than to just pick <laughs> it up and saying. fling it at them. Put it in their mouth. I oh, want God. Them. You have to. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm going to tie you down. I'm going <laughs> to oh, no, slit no, no, your no. throat and I'm going to take your dog and make it shit down your throat hole. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I just don't be one of those people. The I number know. of times I take Clyde on a walk, I have this little, I have this little tube. It's called yeah. the doo doo tube. Yeah. yeah, I got it on Amazon. It, it, it holds the poop. You get a little bag. I got a little holder for the bags. Mm -hmm. He, it goes on his harness, so I don't have to hold anything. Clyde holds yep. it all, and um, and he poops. I pick it up with the bag, tie it, put it in the doo doo tube, and bring it to the nearest trash can or bring it's it home. It's literally the easiest can. thing in the world to like. Put the bag on your hand, pick up the poop, flip it out, the number, tie it. I like, I literally, I one time like stared this woman down. I was walking him actually by Joe's, <laughs> by Joe's house. I was walking Clyde and um, this woman saw me while her dog was pooping. And I gave her, I gave her the stink eye like you would not believe. And then she just goes, oh, do you have an extra bag? And I was like, yeah, bitch, I do. <laughs> I didn't say that. But I was like, I was like, mm -hmm, I do. Do you want it? And I like went over and gave it to her. Are you and kidding? Then I, shot her. I have and walked I in my neighborhood her. and actually called people out. I'm like, are you going to pick that no. up from across yeah. the street? And they're like, oh, I I ran out of bags. And I'm like, I got one. I would fully, if that happened and someone gave me a lip, I would go over, pick it up and throw it at them. I'm so <laughs> over it. I don't care if I get arrested. Arrest me. Because I would I would stand in front of the judge and be like, judge, I would do that again. Don't even <laughs> don't even try me, bro. You I might as well just throw me in jail again. where there are no dogs who shit. I, I listen, I've always thought of myself as a martyr. Mm -hmm. Call me Joan of Arc, honey. <laughs> Call me Joe Joe of Arc. Joe of Arc. That's Joe of Arc. <laughs> because Sorry, guys, we got on a little bit of a rant, but those people just pissed me off. Okay, so so this is awkward, though, because now you have to live with this person, like, I mean, they're not even in my building, and mm. I don't really care. <laughs> I I hope, 
I hope they try and retaliate just because I know you will come back with the force of oh, the God. gods. You will be like, oh! <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do know a little bit. I'm I'm going to go okay. Mjolnir on their ass. Yeah. <laughs> like Thor's hammers, Mjolnir. Oh, my God. That was a, such a great Don Amigle quote. Oh, oh God. It's God. such a good quote. And speaking of throwing dog poop, there's that whole Parks and Rec scene where they have that dog poop fight with the teenagers. Remember? What? It's like I'm, the third I'm... episode. It's like oh, way early. I, I usually skip the first two seasons, to yeah, be honest, when I, I watch it because... It doesn't get good till season not, three. I know. Yeah. He needs to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I I had something that you're going to probably laugh at me about. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm making a multi-class ranger monk. I mm-hmm. told you about this. I'm playing a one shot at 10th level um, that a friend is doing. He needs people to fill in while two of his players in his campaign are gone. Um, so uh, we're doing a one shot. Heather and I are. And so I'm making this cr- creature and I'm like, okay, well, obviously I'm going to go with like, you know, favored enemy, favored foe, whatever it is, and mm-hmm. natural sport. And then I'm like, actually, wait a minute. I had gotten the player's handbook things confused for the unearthed arcana abilities. And I was like, wait, favorite enemy is actually really, really good. I'm going to take that. <laughs> so I ended up taking it. <laughs> And I just thought that would be funny because I spent so much time shitting on it. So I'm sorry, Rangers. Okay. No, what, are you, what are you talking about? Remember in the episode when we talked about Rangers? Yeah, and I but was then like, you had legitimate, like we read it together and you had Yeah, I know, but then I went back. It's better. So <laughs> I guess I should say in this campaign, I'm, I'm, he's not letting me use the Unearthed Arcana. I think the Unearthed Arcana is the best, but it's also overpowered. Mm-hmm. So... Between the player's handbook and Tasha's, Tasha's. Tasha's is better. JoJo, you hear that? Are you listening? You make sure, you make sure to torture Joe about this. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to start hating me now in in our Icewind Dale campaign. Yes. Just just to use that. I'm sorry. You're the favorite Uh, enemy. (laughs) Okay. Um... Anyway, well, where's Rumspring of Deception? How's it coming? Oh, Oh, it's is coming. It close? I have, yeah, it is pretty close. I was aiming for like a chapter length is usually between 3,000 and 4,000 words. Oh, God. This is a, Anna, this is a, this is a nothing novel. Do not write that much. Like, this is like, oh, how much is it? Is it more than that? I'm already at 3,000 words and I'm oh, almost done with the chapter. <laughs> oh, my God. And I already have the plans for chapter two. I wrote this the whole, is I'm going to write the whole book. It's this just, is going to be an anthology. Happen. Like, this is going to be multiple volumes. It's really cute. It's so cute, dude. Remember, it has to be ridiculous and funny. Oh, it's definitely not. It's like, it's like a really good story. <laughs> okay, well, I'll still read it. Yeah. Are we going to read? We should reenact it. We should definitely we dramatically reenact it. Yeah. 500 mm-hmm. listeners. If you want to listen to Anna and I reenact and and read aloud like an audiobook Rumspringa of Deception chapter 1 get us to 500 listeners. I mean it's not going to get crazy until he's like out in the world. But right now it's like a family introduction, okay? And they're oh, carpenters Jesus. and his mom is paralyzed and like she got <laughs> she got trampled by a horse. Oh my <laughs> Oh my god, this is so bad. What Please tell me that there are some good names. Can you give us uh, some token good names that... that I mean, they're all really Amish names. Like? You know, like our main guy is named Jakob Yoder. 
Right, Jakob. And yeah. his father's name is Eli Yoder. And okay. his older brother's name is Eli Yoder. <laughs> and his grandfather's name is Eli Yoder. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. His grandmother's well, name is Elizabeth, or Beth, as she is called. Is that an Amish? Yes, All right, Elizabeth listen. is an and we have a we have a Rebecca, and uh, evidently Anna is also a very common uh, Amish slash Mennonite name. So that's his little sister's name, and she's gonna okay. get married in the fall. <gasps> oh, but he won't be there because he'll be. Oh, he will. Spring. He's leaving right after the wedding. But then it's, but then it's a, it's an. We're gonna time skip. Calm down. Oh, I'm confused already. Okay. Anyway. Oh wait. It had to be in the spring. Yeah, you dipshit. Oh, it's called Rumspringa. <laughs> I mean, it's currently springtime. So I'll just, wait, I'll just I, no, make wait, him leave no, no, and then no, no, come no, back no, to the wedding. It's it doesn't fine. have to be in spring. Didn't we realize that Rumspringa doesn't mean spring? It just means... No, it just means like two-year yeah, okay. long expedition. Okay. So, but they could meet in the spring. <sighs> Don't worry. I'll time skip a bunch. It, spring has to be yeah, yeah, a yeah, theme. Yeah. All right. Should we get to it? We don't have a guest today. No. We're we're kind of we're just hanging out today. Yeah, we are. I'm, I'm excited. So excited. I wrote some questions. <gasps> yeah, so I, some questions. <laughs> all right. Well, listeners, we're gonna have a quick break and then we'll uh, we're gonna get to our little fun segment. Do it. Taking off my robe, I'm taking off my robe. Wait, I didn't put my robe on. Yeah. Okay. I came to this the table co- naked. What? What? Um. <laughs> oh God. The court is not in session because Mm-mm. we decided we're taking a little break. Anna and I had a very long week this week. Yes. <laughs> with work, and you know what? We're tired, and we're just gonna hang out. So, what should we call this? Uh. What? Uh. The judicial networking event of the season. <laughs> but it's just us yeah. it's just us networking just <laughs> um uh uh what about crit crit chat no do you oh i have i have okay, oh, like chit chat but like really crit? quickly quickly mm-hmm. so there's critical you know how this critical role mm-hmm. i really want there to be a show with all of the women from it called clitoral role because i think that that would be amazing <laughs> And then there's Talks Machina, which is like the the show that they have, like the after show. Yeah. And I want all the guys to do that and call it Cox Machina. Oh. See? Although, I, I mean, women yeah. don't need to have, you can be a man or a woman with whatever genitalia you'd like. Yeah. Let me be clear. But I just thought Clitoral Role was. That's great. a really good name. Yeah. Oh, maybe there could, this, we're getting off topic, but maybe there could be like, porn stars no, well, who have, we're not off topic because one of my questions there is no was topic. going to be what weird sexual stuff have you thought about when you think that's what a critical role so <laughs> <laughs> well all right we're jumping right in no but what if you had like porn stars who didn't do porn but just played D, you can call it clitoral role I think I'm you giving... had porn stars that act out the sexual scenes that happen <laughs> on the table and if you're like you know if you're like blowy or something else and they're like roll roll for initiative all right there you go Anna making it dirtier than me sorry yep. Anna's mom once yep. again okay <laughs> um, shame. we're we're gonna Anna and I prepare questions we don't know what the questions yeah we don't know what each other's questions are but they're questions about D&D 
Anna, do you want to start? Okay. What is the, what is your favorite character that you have ever created and played? <gasps> oh God, this is such a hard question. <laughs> my favorite character. Okay. I think my favorite like character to role play is probably, I think it's a tie between Inky, who is my wizard cleric that I'm playing with you and Icewind Dale, and Brofdir, who is my paladin dwarf who I'm playing in my dwarf campaign, both of whom have a Russian accent. And, well, sort of. Inky's is more like Eastern European, and Brofdir's is a little more Russian. And, my jaw is uh, on the floor that you have picked Umbra as... I love Umbra, but I've played her a lot, so... Mm. I think she's one of the most fun to play mechanically, but uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, she's also, I don't really, I said this was hard, Anna. Um, <laughs> I I think at the end of the day, I, I've played, I've only played Inky once at like higher levels, but um, I think once I get some of those cool wizard spells, and especially when I get those like higher necromancy spells that like, la like vampiric touch that last multiple turns and every turn I kill someone, I gain hit points because I'm a necromancy wizard. I think it's going to be really fucking cool. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Oh, I think I gotta go with Jin. Yeah. Yeah. Jin's yeah. great. Yeah. My my dragonborn bard, mostly because I, God, that's just like me as a dragonborn. Honestly, breaking out into random songs when mm -hmm. no one asks for them, and being the weirdo, right? Like being the like mm -hmm. weirdo of the group. Yeah. So I love Jin. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Jin's pretty awesome. Um, okay, so Your Anna, le okay, let's assume that everyone in the world knows how to play D anD. d Okay. So thinking of like celebrities, famous people. I this is a multi a multi part question. Okay. Who would you want as your DM? What would be like your ideal group of PCs to play with? And what would be like the worst group of PCs to play with? Um, okay. I have a very similar question on my list <gasps> and that'll be okay. perfect. Cause then once I'm done, I'll just flip it right around on you. Okay. Okay. My ideal DM. Oof. You know, I almost hate to say this mm -hmm. because she Justin is. Justin Bieber. Ew, oh. what? <laughs> because because this individual is uh no longer as well liked as she once was oh no but jk rowling mm. would create an excellent world create sure. amazing characters but would she give... here's the problem right because doesn't jk rowling struggle now after she created harry potter to make anything interesting isn't that kind of the criticism that like people don't like her non-Harry Potter stuff? Um, I I don't hate her non-Harry Potter stuff. Oh, you've read it? Okay. Yeah, well, I've good. read her like uh when she was using the pseudonym or whatever pen name Robert Galbraith or whatever she wrote like mystery novels, and oh. I thought those were really good. I read Casual Vacancy and I actually really enjoyed it. Oh, so okay. I actually think that you know if we if we just like. Don't put a bunch of pressure on her to make it like exactly as good as Harry Potter. I think she's very capable of creating imaginative characters and putting together a story that has a big bad, mm. a struggle, 
an adventure to get there, character growth. I think she could do that and it would be really fun. But, you know, she'd need some like mental cleansing first. Yeah, she yeah. she wove together the Harry Potter world pretty fucking great. Over pretty seven damn books. well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that was such a great story. So okay, so a a a not wait, what are they called? A non-turf JK Rowling trans exclusionary yeah. radical feminist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. A non-turf okay. JK Rowling. Okay. How about you? Who's your who's your oh. ideal DM? <sighs> okay. Of all the universe of individuals. I I feel like I feel like yours was so good because it makes sense. Mine and this is this would be assuming that people would like take it seriously and like play the game really well. I I think I'd have to go with Conan O'Brien. So I listened to I I listened to Conan O'Brien's podcast. He is so ridiculous and funny. Like I think that his games would just be absurd and he would create the most asinine NPCs and it would just be everyone's, he would do the most absurd voices. It would be like, nothing would make sense, but everything would make too much sense. Like at the same time, it would just be, it would be hilarious. And like, I would probably like not stop laughter for hours. Right. Um, so yeah, I think I'd have to go with Conan O'Brien. That would be a really fun one. Right? That would be yeah. a really good one. Yeah. I mean, if you're in it for like a comedy one shot, that's the DM you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. Absolutely. Okay. What about like ideal PCs, ideal PCs. to play with? And I, I, I mean, you're talking about like like Anyone, people, just right? Yeah, people like, you would okay. want to be a PC with in that game. Okay. Um. Okay, I know for a fact that Stephen Colbert really loves D and D. He's on my list. And I would definitely play with him at my table. That would be so fun. Yes. That's the, did like, you see the one shot he did with Matt Mercer? No, you have to watch it. Okay, okay. I cool. mean that's that's the like Conan experience too, right? Like it's like mm. hilarious with someone with great imagination and would play it smart, like not yes. just like making stupid jokes, but like elevating the experience and the humor of being at that table oh he Absolutely. would be excellent to play with i would so enjoy that yes 100%. um and then god okay you say one while i think of a while i think okay. of another um so so stephen colbert was also on my list henry cavill because not only Ooh. would i just sit next to him and just hold his mm-hmm. hand constantly just be like can i hold your hand but because he's <laughs> just the most beautiful specimen ever and <laughs> He's wonderful, but he's also like super into nerdy shit, including D and D. I think, oh. and uh, I think would just be so much fun to play with. So I think I would say Henry Cavill. Cavill. Cavill? I, think it, Ca- I think it's Cavill. I don't know. Was he? He was. Was he a Superman? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He was a Superman. He was the Witcher. He was. Yeah. I mean, I know he things. was the Witcher. Ooh. Oh, honey. Do yes. I know he was the Witcher? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do I sound lecherous enough? <laughs> no, quite frankly, not, oh, well. not for what I'm picturing in my mind. You well, the listeners can't see my eyebrows going up and down. So <laughs> not yet. <laughs> okay, what about you? What about one more? Okay, um, I think I have one. It's kind of a weird one, but uh, like somehow, like every single celebrity has just like fallen right out of my head. I know, um, but you know what? I am I am watching. I'm w- making my way through the like Marvel universe movies because I've mm. never watched anything outside of like I don't know Ant Man and some the last two Avengers or something. And I was like, what the hell's going on? But anyway, mm. um, 
Chris Pratt would be really funny to play with, except now he's like a jerk also. Yeah. So I keep picking people that were like you are these really well loved and now are like iffy or hated. So and as a transphobe and a homophobe and Yeah. And super Christian. And super Christian. Um I wait, I need to I have a few, I think. So I people I think would just be fun to play with um and think would get really into it. Like Jamila Jamil, I think would just be like so much fun. Do you know who that is? No. How Okay. The Good Place? You've never seen The Good Place? No. Anna. Wait. Oh, yes, 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 I have. The Jesus Good Place. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's her face from The Good I forget her character's name. Um, oh, Tahani? Tahani. Oh, I yeah. love her. Oh, I didn't yeah. know what her real name was. Her, oh, she'd be oh, awesome. Yeah. She'd be her, super the fun. actress. Yeah, the oh, actress. Oh, actually, is... like, Kristen Bell would be amazing to play with. Kristen Bell. <laughs> yes. Fucking amazing. Also, Daisy Ridley played Rey in Star Wars, the most recent oh, Star sure. Wars. Oh, sure. She is just fucking great. She's a great actress. She's such a cool person outside, like in interviews and whatnot. I think she would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, like you need someone who, even in public, like really commits to whatever they're doing, you know, because I would want to be at the table with somebody oh, who's not unas- unafraid of committing. Who? Who? Who have you got? Den- Denai Guerrero. From Walking Dead, and um, you would know her, Michonne from Walking oh, Dead. Oh, Michonne, yes, Michonne. Just say, right. just from say Iowa, the character names, okay? From Iowa, deny. Get out of here! No, she's not. Oh my God, are you yeah, serious? Yes, she is. Yes, she <gasps> is. She's from, she was from Grinnell. She's she grew up in Grinnell. Ah! yeah. Which means maybe I don't. Know, I don't think. Wow, I'm that's like, like a, that's like a table that could actually happen. Okay, let's just name. I would love to play with Ashton Kutcher. That'd be great. <laughs> he's, All Iowa. He's like a douche on screen, but he's actually a really nice guy. <laughs> Have you met him? No, but you know, he's like a activist and like a feminist. Let's do like a famous Iowa person game. So there's That's what okay, I'm doing. There's Deny Guerrero, Ashton Kutcher, there's Jason Momoa. I would love to play with Elijah Wood, also from Iowa, <gasps> discovered oh! in a mall, and we'd have a fucking Lord of the Rings dude, okay? So yes. Frodo at the table, Iowa group. If you celebrities from Iowa are listening, and you we and I'll want DM. you. We I'll want DM you. for the I will DM yep. for that group. I, I just want to be best friends with Denai Guerrero because I think she's so fucking badass. So, and everything she does. So, that that would be my my group. Okay. okay. All right. So, that was, you had a similar question. Was it the same question? It, it Yeah, it was like this name your celebrity table. <laughs> oh, love it. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, okay, but, well, I mean, there was a third part to your question, which is who would be a disaster oh, to play with or who you wouldn't want to play with. And that's a like very, very easy question to answer. Yeah. Literally anybody in the GOP. Okay, <laughs> move it up. say, like, all Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Literally any Just kidding, listeners. But also, anyone okay, who is Okay, how about this? Any, re- elected, any elected individual of the GOP. Go. There you go. Go fuck like, yourself. But, <laughs> imagine yeah. a table with, like, Matt Gates, Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, um, <laughs> Lindsey Graham. <laughs> oh, Lindsey Graham and Lindsey Graham has human fighter Marjorie all Taylor all over him. <laughs> they would all be human. They would yeah. all be white male human fighters mm-hmm. with like the champion subclass or something. Not with even battle all master. with like the same weapon. Too. All, all just, like, just with a long sword. No and magic a users among them because you know that's witchcraft. Yeah. No, no, no. That's the They wouldn't even play. They wouldn't even sit down because they'd be like, sorry, this is offensive. All right. I 100% agree. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So that was sort of my question. So now back to you. Okay. If you could only do one thing, would you only (laughs) DM 
or only be a player? Oh my god, that is so hard. (laughs) (sighs) Oh man. Um... (laughs) I didn't think that was going to be as hard of a question. I thought you were going to be like, oh, that's easy. What, what, What do you think I would say? I think you would say be a DM. See, here's the thing. I love being a player, though. Like, mm-hmm. I love being, like, in on the combat. and Because, like, when you're the DM, it's like, again, this is collaborative storytelling. It's not the DM versus the players. But, like, yeah, it's my role to play the bad guys as well as the good guys. And right. I would much rather be with you all fighting the dragon than playing the dragon. Um, I think if I really honestly could only do one, I think it would be... God, I don't know how you stumped me. <laughs> I'm go- All right, I'll say be a DM because at the end of the day, the joy I get from seeing my players get so excited about the things that I do um, really makes me super happy. I mean, so. you create amazing content. So I oh, feel God. like I completely understand, you know, as somebody that <laughs> that birds this like universe in this world mm-hmm. i know just like the imagery whatever yeah. just like out of your little vajayj pops out of a little world <laughs> that you've created for out us of my mental See vajayj. what i have created um look into my mental vagina <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i like that's why i thought that you would pick dm because i think that you get a lot of joy out of people enjoying the work that you have put into something and but so then I, but then i make all these really interesting characters and i'm like fuck i yeah, play I them all like in campaigns so yeah but, but oh, I they agree. can all just be npcs well why do you think umber is in your campaign yeah, <laughs> so yeah uh, that's a great question um okay I feel like we should also answer each other's questions or our own questions. Yeah. Well, I, would you say player? I mean, you haven't DM'd yet, but. Um, actually, no, I would <gasps> not. I would not say player. I would say DM. Oh, my God, Anna. Why? Yeah, if I could only do the one thing, then yes, I would pick DM because I like it's a theater in me. And I mm. really, really love the idea of like every day being able to play like multiple different characters and like do multiple people and accents and like yeah. building different personalities for each of my npcs and are you having excited? them interact with my players i'm like so excited i'm so pumped to be doing this i <laughs> uh, so are you excited to like to like start dming because you're gonna yes. do a little oh i'm so excited for you <laughs> Yeah, I I knew that answer would surprise you too because yeah. I, obviously I've only been a player right now. But like I thought I about think, it when I wrote yeah. this question, and I was like, "Damn, I really love the like non stagnant acting that right. comes from being a DM." And right. so yeah, yeah, I think I think you will like also the world building and creating all the plots and stuff because I think you'll find it super fun, mm-hmm. uh, like I do. So um, cool, I love that. Okay. Um, what setting, aside from Harry Potter, would you most want to play a D&D campaign in if you could pick literally anything? Okay. I think I've told you that I would love to do high t- fantasy folks that get thrown into the modern <gasps> world. Mm, okay. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think I, can- I would just, I would love to like role play that. I would <laughs> love to see how that interaction would be with that world i think like you're really you're like a fun. dwarf at a starbucks and you're like yes oh, i would like to buy you some 
come here. And then the, the barista's like, um, what? I don't understand. You. Yeah. What's your accent? Why do you have a um, sword? Sir, there are no hand axes allowed in this Starbucks. <laughs> Could you please leave that outside? Don't move your hands and utter strange words in that direction. That's really confusing. Um, I really love your robes. Are you a LARPer? <laughs> That's how I imagine every every modern day person interacting with anyone that's from another world. <laughs> I love it. How about oh you? Um, I'm still going to say my drag queen one because yes, you still have yet to watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I think once you do, like I always describe drag race as like, or drag queens as like, they're like Pokemon. They all have like... <laughs> Like, they all have their unique looks and their unique abilities, and they each are, like, categorized into things that they're good at. You have, like, comedy queens and dancing queens and look queens. And I it would be so much fun to just be, like, to have a combat. Like, imagine, like, Roll20, where the map is, like, the inside of a gay club. And... <laughs> And like everyone flavors all their attacks, like oh, I throw lipstick at her and I call her, a st- <laughs> or like I use cutting words and I'm like, you stupid fucking bitch. And like oh, the music playing in the background is like club music. I just think it would be so much fun to do that game. And I probably will do it at some point. I would love to play in that game. I have not, <laughs> like, even having not watched RuPaul's Drag Race, that just sounds like a fucking blast. <laughs> well, get to watching and uh, I'll let you know when we do that game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was a good one. Okay. Okay. I think that was yours, right? No, yes, I meant the was... I meant the sound I made. I wasn't complimenting. Oh yeah, yeah, that question. was good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Next question for me. Okay. Describe the mm. deepest moment you've ever had as a player or NPC in an interaction with a player or NPC. So not moment of glory, mm. but like emotional deep moment what was what was the deepest for you how deep is your love <laughs> i know what you're gonna say i think because i think oh, we just yeah, had yeah. It. because yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's exactly uh, what i'm gonna say <laughs> so i won't say that um the deepest emotional i'm like trying to think of all the characters that i've played oh man that's rough that is such a good question I think I'm see, I don't know that I've gotten we can have to the those... same moment, by the way. <laughs> well, I don't think I've gotten to those moments in my campaigns yet where it's gotten like super heavy emotional because I'm building up to all that stuff with you guys. Like each all of my players, I, I, I will challenge them and like they will have those moments like just you wait, Anna. If you think that <laughs> the other day was bad, just you wait to see what I have in store. But like um, I'm going to say that there was a really great moment I had with Heather where she met her God for the first time. She's playing a Tempest cleric, Erdranasi, their level, it was level five at the time. And she encountered her God for the first time. And um, the, her God presented to her as her mother Um because they didn't want to frighten her. Um, And it was just this moment of like this deep connection of like asking for sort of blind faith and follow, you know, follow me. um, And also like, you could see like in her, it was like, I don't know what to do. Um, So I think that was a really great moment. I mean, I've had 
I've had a lot of little ones. Maybe I'll have to think some more about it. That's such a good question. Okay, tell us your. I know what yours is, and it, that was a great moment. I mean, I have two. Oh, okay. And yeah, like the first one we've also already talked about on this podcast is when um, Varys or our friend Andrew left a letter. Yes. And like, it seriously was, I can't believe that this is happening to me while I play Dungeons and Dragons at my friend's house. Like, that's yeah. how impactful that moment was for me mm-hmm. because I was literally like sitting at the table reading this letter that you know, as I described multiple times when we had Andrew on, it was it was half to Iso and half to Anna. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how he'd written it and written it so well. And like he was sitting at the table while I was reading the letter and it was just like, whoa, this is like way more emotion than I thought I was going to experience at a Dungeons and Dragons game. Yeah. Um, so that was definitely one, uh, probably my number one. Oh, yeah. And then a close second is the one that we had <laughs> at our last session. Um. I, I think we've kind of described a little bit that um, my character, Iso, she is a princess, um, and but mm-hmm. she's the eldest, so she's like first in line for the throne, um, and she comes across her younger sister at a camp, um, and her younger sister's very ill, so they go on this like mission to find the guy, the like, priest that can save her, the only person that she knows that can save her. They manage, they are successful. They bring him back to the camp. He brings my sister back from the brink of death. And uh, Joe played my sister as we interacted with one another. It was beautiful. <laughs> I'm, I, we, we played out this scene. I'm leaving at daybreak to go complete my mission uh, with my group. And I know that I'm leaving my sister behind and that this may be like the last time I see anybody from my family. And she knows the same to be true. Mm-hmm. And like that interaction <laughs> was so beautiful. I was like, like when we ended that interaction and and we said like, I love you to each other, I was getting teary. Like I was oh. like, oh my God, <laughs> that was so much. No, I mean, it's absolutely like that and that was i think probably the same for me like one of the deepest if not the deepest moment i've had with a player especially because not you know it takes i i don't play with a lot of women at my table and i will say i think women are a lot more emotionally available than the men <laughs> to go to those places i think you have to work a little harder with some of the men not that that doesn't happen but um uh yeah and it, it just you set it up like you gave me the npcs i knew that i wanted her to um, to have this story where she, you know, went on this journey to get to you and was injured in the process. And you were the one to once again, be there to save the day and help your sister. And um, yeah, that was, that was really awesome. So yeah, that nice was job. a really good, yeah. nice job. You, I mean, nice job to the both of us. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was great. It was also one of the, um, sometimes I feel like I tend to monopolize like the role playing at the table because that's the aspect I love more than anything. And I feel like, Oh, no one else is saying anything. I'm just going to do the talking or I'm just going to do the the role playing. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, I, like sometimes I get a little self-conscious about that. That was, even though there were no other PCs in that interaction, it, it actually like took me away from any like anxiety that I was like monopolizing the role playing aspect or anything because 
like the interaction was so necessary and impactful. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't even care. Like this needs to happen. And this yeah. is great for my and, character. So. Yeah. And I like, I encourage those moments. And I think, I think for me as a player, mine hasn't happened yet. I think it's going to be either Umbra reckoning with what, with what happened to, or will happen to her sister. Cause that's basically right. the only reason why she is where she is, or it'll be, inky relating to things you're not aware of yet but that that will likely come out relatively soon and how how he handles those so uh because he's a much more vulnerable character so yeah awesome great question um okay i have a few would you rathers i think you did one but i'll bring it on all right would you rather permanently be under the effect of the bane spell as a character not you as Mm -hmm. um or permanently be under the effect of the hex spell targeting dexterity so would you rather have a minus d4 to all attacks and saving throws always or every time you get hit you take an extra 1d6 of necrotic damage and you have disadvantage on all dexterity checks yep bane (laughs) that's what about you yeah i guess bane too I don't want that extra necrotic. Not, I always play like weirdly squishy characters. Mm. All right. So I can't take the hit point. <laughs> you'll just you'll just miss a whole bunch and like fail yeah, saves. Whatever. And, it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Um, okay. There's other party members to take care of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have two more. One. Okay. Would you rather be in a party made up of all Beastmaster Rangers or all <laughs> wild magic sorcerers? Wild magic sorcerers? Is that like <laughs> That's like asking, like, do you want to eat garbage or do you want to eat decadent cake? Okay. <laughs> Wild magic sorcerers right. all I, day long. I knew that you would, would say be that. madness and I would love to see it. All right. Except for the turn when, when like four people all cast fireball on the party accidentally. Done. And you're like, and, <laughs> and then there's like a nuclear explosion and I am there for it. I love it. <laughs> what would you say? Wild magic sorcerers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Of course, that sounds fucking. Everyone constantly rolling d100s. Oh Beautiful. god, that sounds um, so fun. Okay, would you rather only play D and D for twenty minutes once a day, or only play D and D for ten hours in one day once a month? Ten hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What about you? I'm tempted to also say ten hours, but. The problem is that once it goes over four hours, it gets, it kind of gets tiring. And I feel like, the I re- mean, are we allowed to take like food breaks? <laughs> I mean, you'd be like eating during the game. It would be the kind of like, yeah, a 10 I would hour. still pick 10 hours. I think I probably would too, but like it would, you'd really have to like fucking commit. Yeah. Okay. Those are my, my, would you rathers? Okay. Um, all right. Has one of your characters that you play as a PC ever permanently died? And if not, how do you think you would like emotionally deal with something like that? So they have. I've talked about it. Um, it was it was in that Mad Mage campaign, my cleric in the first session. That's um, right. <laughs> um, you know, but but thinking putting that one aside. Um, you're not like super emotionally invested in that one yet, right? Because it happened so early. Right. And I mean, I knew I really wanted to play that character specifically, but. Um, like, it, what would you do if Inky died? Right. So I think. I think we're at the point where if Umbra died or. So I didn't tell you guys this, but 
I was telling Clint this, like there was a chance that she was going to leave the group during last session we had in Yawning Portal because she may or may not. Well, I don't want to give too much away, but let's just say she was thinking of someone else. Oh, yes. So that gives it away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But if there was a chance that I mean, if you were at the end of space and time and there was a chance that she could be reconnected with her sister, even if it meant her this version of her dying or or leaving the group, she would have chosen that. Um, And I would have like that would have been her choice. Like, you know, as the character, that's fine with me. Like. I would roll a new character or bring a different character I have in. Um, I'm I'm more for characters having fitting narrative ends than seeing their way to the last battle. Um, so for her, like I'd be okay. I'd be I'd be at peace with it if she died because her journey is all about getting you know getting to her sister, and that's that's what she's doing. And if she dies trying, then at least she's tried. For someone like Inky, I have not fleshed him out enough and Mm -hmm. played him enough and i there are so many things i want him to experience and explore and especially given his interest in the undead and how you weave that into being both like a grave cleric and a necromancy wizard and i think that he hasn't had enough time to develop those connections yet um and he's just, he's just so naive and vulnerable. I would feel really bad if he permanently died this early. Mm. But um, I think if later on, he'd probably be sort of like the martyr type. Like, I think as long as he knew he died helping someone else, he'd probably be okay with that. What about you? Um, For R, the, the rogue I play, mm-hmm. I, I'm like you. I haven't completely like fleshed out that character. So if he were to die, I I think Jojo would be sadder about it Aww. because like his character, right, would have lost his uh brother. Lost his yeah. brother and that would be really devastating for his character and I think that would be like fun to play out and see see how he acts <laughs> through that. Um yeah, that's torture. That's torture, Joe. He'll, <laughs> he'll have the dragon to keep him company. He's fine, whatever. <laughs> Um, so I mean, like, if that character died, I I would be sad because I am excited to keep playing him, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be like devastated about it. Sure. Um, I just like roll somebody new and see what happens, and then maybe there are triplets or something. Oh. Um, <laughs> surprise triplets. Um, for Jin, I would be really sad. I would be yeah. very bummed if Jin like just was permanently dead. But then I also know that I have enjoyed playing that role in the party so much that I would I would I would create a very similar character, the like super charisma, not really in the you, thick of things. You but playing a charismatic <laughs> with I don't charisma? Think unheard oh of. My God. Oh my god. And despite Jin being my favorite character to play, if Iso dies, mm. I am I'm gonna like need a break from D and D probably. <laughs> like I I don't oh, no. know how I will deal. <laughs> like I really don't. And I'll tell you why I feel like this. It's because the way I play Iso, regardless of what level she is and what she has available in spell slots or weapons or health points, she is always like, "I'm gonna save everybody. Yeah. Let's go." I'm front line. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> slow your roll. 
I know I control her, but like, no, I, really I get don't. it. Okay. I, it's I the totally yippee dogs it. of my neighbors. I can't control these guys. I can't control her. <laughs> that is the mark of a great player, right? I mean, it's, I, oh. I 100% get that. <laughs> Oh, well, hey, I hope she doesn't die because I really enjoy it. I'll need like a mental health day. Like, <laughs> Here's I'll the problem. The when day char- off work the next day. <laughs> when characters die, I have to fucking weave a new character into my story. I have to come up with a new arc. I have to do all the shit. And it's like, I already done that. I don't want to do that again. So, <laughs> lazy DM reasoning. That was a great question. Um, okay. Uh, maybe like I have like one or two more. What class or subclass have you not yet played that you really want to play and why? Um, like anything I haven't played yet, I really want to play. <laughs> but that's too broad. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, actually, it's not a class or subclass, but mm. I want to multi-class. I haven't <gasps> done that yet. Oh my and God. I really want to. Um, I, I know we briefly did it for the one shot, I think, where I was like, you I took one level of warlock or two yeah, levels yeah, of yeah. cleric. I would or, love yeah. to play that out a little more and see how I would do multi-classing. Yeah. Um, I have, I have, I've given a lot of thought to to whether Iso should multi-class as she moves <gasps> forward. What would she and multi-class into? I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'll probably come and ask you for your advice because what what goes with with paladin? Like, oh, there's so many good options. Yeah, sorcerer, like, warlock. Ooh. And I, I've always wanted her to be just a little bit more magic than she currently is. So I would probably end up taking like Warlock or something to to, to her character. That. But yeah, no, I really want to like that's the next step for me, I think, like trying out some cool, maybe even a little bit of a tricky multi-class and seeing how that plays out. So. Absolutely. It's funny you bring that up because I think that when we get to our multi-classing episode of raw school i think we Mm -hmm. should make a character for you you should be the pupil yes we should totally do it okay yes i'm I'm sort of a self-proclaimed like self-crowned queen of multi-classing you really are (laughs) i just love like the theory the theoretics behind making fun builds and i just put together this level 10 uh six levels of kensei monk four levels of gloomstalker ranger i have a plus eight to initiative my armor class is 18 um like it's just it's fucking great i love it um yeah what about you what what haven't you tried or played yet that you'd want to um, I really, there's a few things I would love to try artificer. Um, and oh, I have yeah. created one that, that I think would be fun, but I also have this idea for this furball moon druid, t- uh, totem warrior barbarian. Um, <laughs> that's just because you, and I've talked about it on the podcast. A before. lot of words. <laughs> I know like you bonus action, um, go into a rage, you attack, um, and then you next next turn bonus action wild shape. You still have your rage. You attack with your creatures stats. You're resistant to everything but psychic damage. I mean, you are adding tank on tank on tank, and it would be like miserable for a DM. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that would be so much fun. And and Druids get such great spells. So yeah. Okay. Nice. Your okay. Turn. Um. Okay, uh, here's like a little two-parter for you. What is your favorite weapon and what is your favorite magical item? Ooh, I feel like we've done magical item in our last question and answer thing with Joe. Um, but I'll try and think of a oh, different Oh yeah, we one. might we might have. 
Um, because I talked about my shield, which is pretty badass. And I think you talked what's about your, your favorite sword, weapon. Because I don't. I don't oh yes, I did. That's right. Well, now uh, I change it to shield because that's <laughs> that's the most amazing. Well, we can talk. We can ever. talk about what it does. <laughs> um, okay, for me, I think um, favorite weapon. Um, I love a rapier because I it is a it is a d8 it's a dexterity based weapon it's the only i believe the only one d8 dexterity based weapon so if you're a class that can wield it and you're high dex you're pretty much always going to go for rapier um and i think it's just a great option i'm too scared of a player to play a two-handed weapon because (laughs) i always want a shield so (laughs) yeah i'm afraid um favorite magic item that I that I have, I I don't know I I don't know that I've played in enough I don't I don't I honestly don't know if I've played enough to get enough magic items. But sure. honestly, something as simple of a ring or cloak of protection it gives you a plus one to AC and plus one to all saving throws. Hello. Actually, I know we talked about magic items because I think you mentioned the gelatinous cube. I did at yeah. some point. But and... tell us about your shield, Anna. <laughs> well, oh, first, but, but first, I what's can't. your favorite weapon? Oh, that's oh, favorite true. weapon. Um, I have really enjoyed the longbow, mm, longbow uh, as my as my rogue character. I that's the first time I think that I have played a um, really just dexterity based range weapon. Yeah, and I am very much enjoying staying out of the fray and uh, that sneak using attack those. is clutch. That's yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'd have to go with longbow. Yeah, that's a good one. And your favorite um, magical item. Should- I mean, okay, so like it's evidently changed since the last time we spoke. So the last <laughs> time we spoke, it was my Witch Reaver greatsword. Mm-hmm. But now I just recently, Iso received a Kangan Royal Bastion. Okay, so Kanga is the made up country of which I am soon to be ruler. Um, <laughs> and my sister. <laughs> Uh, snuck into the castle and stole a magical shield for me and damn if it isn't capable of a lot of things like, it's I don't very powerful tell you everything that it does because the other pcs in our campaign listen to this podcast so. say it vaguely say it vaguely. okay um it and i can always cut it, okay it. well th- i think i already mentioned these things but it helped dexterity, so it gave me some dexterity uh, score increases. It gave me a strength saving throw mm-hmm. uh, score increase. It gave me proficiency in a new skill. Mm-hmm. It uh, also taught me two new cantrips. Uh, I think our group what, only what? knows of one, Thaumaturgy, that yes. I have had a lot of fun uh just using randomly by changing random things or making <laughs> mild tremors in the earth. <laughs> um, it also gives me some, wow, like uh, an ability to, as a paladin, use something that I already have and turn it into a spell slot, which is yeah. like, whoa, yeah, that's gonna, wow. I'm very excited about that. And then like the thing that I, I can't wait till we are in the midst of battle and i get to it gave me a way to help my allies or a way to help myself in the middle of battle and it's gonna it's gonna be incredible and i just think like one magical item doing all of these things phenomenal so powerful can't wait to play with this right and to the dms who are listening or the players who are like oh my god that's so op 
my theory is I like to give my player. So I, I modeled these after the vestiges that Matt Mercer introduced in campaign one and well, and technically two of critical role, but um, these weapons or items or whatever the PCs have will grow with them and get stronger as they get stronger. But that's in lieu of finding like a bunch of magic items. Like right. you're likely not going to get a Holy Avenger or something crazy, super high level, um, uh, as you get to like higher levels, this item instead will just become really powerful. Um, and then if you do want those other items, you'll probably have to pay like close to full price for them. It's kind of the trade-off. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Are I, you telling me that my shield is going to be doing even more things than it already does? I should show you after this, I'm going to send you the item I created for cliff which he doesn't have this item yet, but he's getting it probably in the next one or two sessions in <laughs> Gaidra one in the other. Yeah. The description is like the description <laughs> for the item at, at 15th level is fully like, like a page and a half of text. Oh my it's God. <laughs> insane. I'm going to, I'll send it to you just so you can see what, what it does. It's ridiculous. So excited. <laughs> um, okay. I have one more question for you. Okay. So you're soon going to be a DM. Mm-hmm. Um, you've already told us that you think you'd prefer DMing over being a player. What is your biggest fear about becoming a DM? Or 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 what do you think would, will be your biggest fear while you are DMing? Um <laughs> This is I mean, I have a podcast where we talk about all the rules as written <laughs> and then interpret them. But my biggest fear is that they're going to ask me, "What do I do with this this and this?" and I'm going to be like, I, "I have no fucking idea." <laughs> well, okay, but but I I think the the actual biggest fear I have is something that we talked about last episode, which is that I'm imagining like a path for them. And because I'm a first time DM, mm. I really want them to like stick to my path <laughs> <laughs> to like get to the big bad. Right. Uh, and I am nervous. They're going to be like, what's over here? <laughs> cool. We're taking it off the rails. <laughs> and I'll be like, shit. <laughs> yep. Um. Yep, I'll give you some some tricks and tips. Uh, maybe maybe down the road we'll do. I mean, this will probably be after you start DMing, but do some Roscoe episodes on Roscoe for DMs. On DMing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like what to do. Um, yeah, I love that. What about you? I have two. So one is that my players aren't having fun, um, which mm. I worry about constantly. Um, because I think I, I look at everyone's screen constantly uh, and we're at the table. I'm always looking at people. I'm seeing what they're doing. And if even one person is distracted, I immediately start to feel self-conscious because I'm like, oh my God, I'm not, mm. I'm not keeping their attention. Yada, yada. Meanwhile, I know like most of the people are like, even I look at my phone while we play, even if it's like 99% of the time to look up a spell or whatever. Um, but, uh, that's one of them. The other one is that sort of similar like that i will run out of content that i will that we will come to a point in a game and i will not have prepped enough and i will just say all right i have to end it here like i didn't have anything planned because i feel like mm. that is such a letdown and so that's why i really have to work overtime to like like you guys just entered like this overworld sort of 
yeah. uh, portion of the campaign where you're like on a world map, which maybe we can post that on Twitter for the for the group that can sort of see what Ooh. what that you're playing, the campaign you're playing in. And um, like you're moving along on hexes and each one, it's like any number of things could happen based on a number you roll, how how difficult of a of a of a place I've set to that hex setting. Um, so uh yeah. And I think like, obviously I think some of the, some of it is like smoke and mirrors, like behind the scene, I can really have a more limited universe of things planned for you. But sure. Um, as long as I give you the illusion, like, yeah, you're rolling 10 D twenties and I have tables for each one. <laughs> um, uh, Anything could happen. Right. And you're like, I have three monsters and you'll be fighting them over and over again. <laughs> well, right. I mean, and it's like, sometimes that happens. Um, yeah. But I'd say. Those are my the concerns. whole campaign from here on is just owl bears. <laughs> That's it. You guys, the whole way you through. <laughs> fucking were like, oh, baby owl bear. Oh, an adult. Let's murder it. So the, uh, yeah, okay. the group is murdering I knew murdering exactly what was going bears. to happen the second you sent us that picture of that stupid fucking baby owl I bear. I was like, Kaz isn't going to let this baby owl bear go. Yep. He's going to try to adopt it or eat yep. it. And <sighs> now we're going to fight a bunch of owl bears. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I, I did that? I'm like, this is going to tear the group apart. Let's do it. <laughs> It's great. And I in the last round, I was just like hightailing it out of the cave. And now I know I'm going to have to turn my ass around and be like, fine, let's fight a bunch of fucking owlbears. <laughs> let's commit owlbear genocide. Oh, oh God. dear. All right. Well, uh, well that you... was wonderful. Yeah. So much fun. Well, um, hopefully our listeners weren't too bored with us just talking about ourselves, but I don't really care. I don't care either. <laughs> that was Fuck super off. fun. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as always, friends, you know where to reach us. We want your questions. Come on. Yes. We want your questions. Give us cases to settle. We can't be judges. What's happening at your tables? Come on. Right. We can't be judges and not have opinions on cases. So get to it. So reach out to us, Ron Order D D. That's mm-hmm. our Twitter handle, RonorderDnd at gmail.com. That's mm-hmm. our email. And uh please, please, please reach out. Not only if you have questions. Uh, if you have new discussion topics or if you would like to collaborate and be <gasps> on this show, what? reach out to us. Oh yes, that's right. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, bye. Oh God. Okay, bye. Mine are all over the place. I don't know. All why. over Maybe the I'm place. Just... Oh god, oh, mine's really loud too. Okay. We just both need to shut the fuck up, yep. apparently. It'll be a silent episode. <laughs> Hello, yes. ASMR. Good evening. ASMR? ASMR. We'll call it ASMR. <laughs> ASMR. This is the ASMR recording. Um, you are resistant to radiant and necrotic damage. <laughs> you can fly. You can fly once per long rest. <laughs> fly away, pretty bird. <laughs>